out to the Lord. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Oh, yes, 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 yes. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Oh, it feels good in the house today. Yes, it feels like church ought to feel when you come to his house. Yes. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Tap your neighbor and say, hey, if you don't know it, the Lord is in this place today. Yes. 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 I have something to be excited about. I have something to rejoice over. I am redeemed. I have been bought with a price. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Oh, yes, some of you feeling like what David felt when he brought the ark into Jerusalem. He was beside himself. Oh, that's a wonderful feeling when you can get past yourself. Because yourself is what will limit what God can do in this service today. But if you can get beyond yourself, there's no telling what God will do. Yes, yes, if you believe that, clap your hands to the Lord one more time. Yes, Lord, yes, Lord, yes, Lord, yes, Lord, yes, Lord. Hallelujah. I want you to turn to three people and tell them this. God is here for you. why we shout, the reason why we carry on, the reason why we get lost in worship is because we were like that proverbial kid when they were all, all the boys were down at the sand lot picking teams and I told Brother Dwayne this, I said I was that kid when the Lord found me, I was that kid sitting on the bleachers and nobody wanted me on their team 
The red hats didn't want me. The blue hats, and they just look at that, that. He can't hit. He can't field. He can't throw. He can't bunt. He can't do nothing. But the Lord, but the Lord said, I want you on my team. I want you. I'll pick you. I'll love you. I'll redeem you. I'll help you. I'll hear you. I'll be with you. Woo! Ha ha ha! Thank God we're on Team Jesus. Praise the name of the Lord. Woo! My Lord, my Lord, my Lord. There is this coming Saturday a children's Easter event at Rustic Oak Parks. Oak Park. Same place as last year. Starts at 1 o'clock. So be there or be square. If you have children, I highly suggest you're there. My wife and I have children. We're going to be there. Kids probably won't be there because they're all 28 and above. And if they did show up and started looking for, you know, that probably some people would get upset. But it's going to be a great time in the Lord. Amen. Holiday Youth Convention is coming up this weekend, Thursday night, Friday morning, Friday night. This is for all youth and all hyphen. If you need more information, get with Brother Garrett Nance, and he will give you all of the information that you need. Everybody said praise the Lord. Amen. Why don't we go ahead and come forward to have the ushers come forward. We do want to go to the Lord in prayer. There are several needs that we need to bring before the Lord. If we could put the names up on the board, that's a lot of, that's a lot of needs. It's a lot of people standing in need of touch of God. My sweetheart needs a touch of God. She's not here today. She's not feeling well. There's others that are not, not here. that's names are not on that board. Let's lift up our hands right now and let's ask God to bless his children, his sons, his daughters. Lord, in the name of Jesus, God, every one of these names on this board, Lord, needs a divine touch from your hand, Lord, from your, from your spirit, Lord. God, cover us with your blood. Let healing and help and virtue and direction come forth from the hand of the Lord. In the name of Jesus, we pray. We give you praise, Lord. We magnify your great name, Lord. We lift you up, Lord, and we thank you ahead of time, God, for what you're going to do. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Put your hands together and thank the Lord for what he's going to do. Amen. The ushers are here. Amen. Why don't we come forward, give the Lord a great offering. Amen. Promise that you won't take anything out when you come up, and we're good. God bless you. You are high and exalted, worthy of praise. What a wonderful Savior you are. King of all ages, God of all grace.
his neck down and spent all the rest of his life in a wheelchair. Many of you remember him in the gym. He would come and sit in the back. I would ask our church to remember the family. And if you can be there Thursday at Crowder Funeral Home in League City, the one on Main Street, uh, I know the family would be very appreciative. And it's good to see Brother Trey Gressett here today. Family, our hearts and our prayers have been with them. And we will be announcing, I think, perhaps this week, toward the end of the week, uh, we'll have a service scheduled and uh, we'll let you know those. But remember to lift them up in your prayers. Hebrews chapter 4. This word came so forcefully to me last evening while we were in prayer. And the more that I mused upon it, the more it burned in my spirit. And its message is so simple but yet so clear. And I feel that God wants to convey a word to somebody. Uh, I couldn't wait to get here. And then once I got here, I wondered, Lord, have you changed your mind? Until I heard the first song in practice and I knew that God had not changed his mind. He thought I was worth saving. I'm so glad he thought I was worth saving. Hebrews chapter 4, beginning with verse number 12. For the word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit and of the joints and marrow and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. This is an introduction to something that is to follow. And it is to seal and forever settle how powerful the Word of God is and should be in your life and mine. And it says, Neither is there any creature that is not manifest in his sight, but all things are naked and open unto the eyes of him with whom we have to do. Seeing then that we have a great high priest that is passed into the heavens, Jesus the Son of God, then let us hold fast our profession. For we have not a high priest which cannot be touched with the feelings of our infirmities, but was in all points tempted like as we are, yet without sin. Because we have this high priest that has been where we are, that has felt what we have felt, he said, then let us therefore come boldly unto the throne of grace. Oh, that we may obtain mercy and that we might find grace to help us in the time of our need. 
Praise God. For we have not an high priest which cannot be touched with the feelings of our infirmities, but was in all points tempted like as we are, saving that he did not sin. Let us therefore come boldly unto the throne of grace. I want to talk to you for a little while about grace's message to your troubled heart. Somebody say, Lord, open my ears that I might receive your word. Everybody said, Amen. Amen. God bless you. You may be seated. Our text is the signal communication and implication of what God would desire to do in this place today. It conveys a message of truth to everyone. Not just a select few, but every man, every woman, every young person, every child. It is a message of hope and a word of encouragement to everyone. Everybody say everyone. Everyone. It is a herald of help. It is the harbinger of hope and it is the missive of mercy. It is a word of the first order. It is significant. It is momentous. And it is life changing. And it is of the utmost importance that you not only hear the word this morning, but you receive that word and that you believe that word. Because God wants you and I to recognize who we are dealing with today in this service. We have come to one who knows. He knows everything about us. Not only does he know everything about us, but he knows what we are going through in our individual lives. One who has been there and felt the pain and felt the rejection and felt and suffered the loss of loved ones. A God who wants you to know where you have come today. You have come to a throne of grace. Not a place of judgment, not a a tribune of some kind of human righteousness, but a throne of grace. I cannot get over the fact that I have been welcomed to this place today. I have not only been welcomed, but I am invited to partake of what is at that throne, and that is His mercy and His grace. God wants you and I to understand what we can experience in this house and what we can leave with today. We can leave with a heart that has been cleansed and a soul that has been filled with His love and His mercy. And we can leave here knowing that He knows where I am. He knows the way that I take. And He has not forgotten my name. Here is a foundational stone of which all the hopes of mankind are founded. That there is someone who knows and someone who understands where I am. 
who I am and what I am going through. That there is in this place a point where I can come and bring my failures and my frustration and all of my fears and I can lay them before Him because He knows. He knows. It is the most wonderful message of Scripture. It is a wonderful awareness that somebody really does know me. Somebody understands me. Somebody has been where I am. Someone who knows the feelings that I am feeling at this moment. Somebody who knows the frustrations that agitate my mind. And somebody who knows the limitations of my frame. Here is the word for the lost. Here is the word for the disillusioned. Here is the word for the hurting. Here is the word for the displaced. Here is a word for the doubtful. Here is a word for the fear-filled. And here is a word for the discouraged. Let me read it to you again in many translations. We have not an high priest which cannot be touched with the feelings of our infirmities. We do not have a high priest incapable of sympathizing with our weaknesses. We don't have a priest who is without touch of our reality. For we have not a high priest that is unable to understand my weaknesses, my infirmities, my liabilities to the assaults of temptation. He is able and he understands. We have not a high priest that cannot feel what we feel when we are weak. Hallelujah. For we have not a high priest who is such that he cannot feel us, feel with us, in our weaknesses, but one who has gone through every temptation and every trial and every pain and every tear and every sorrow and every burden and every hurt and every misunderstanding and all of the things that happen in the human life. He has been there. Amen. The implications of the text are clear. He knows me. He knows me. And He knows where I am. To me, there is no sweeter music in all of Scripture to a troubled soul than the words that we have read this morning. And they speak to me of the possibility and hope that otherwise would have evaded me in my life if I had not read, Therefore let us come boldly and confidently and fearlessly and freely to the throne of grace and to receive mercy's kiss for our failures and to discover the grace we urgently need to strengthen us in our time of weakness. You will be treated with grace today when you come to Him. No matter how bad your life is or has been, when you come to Him, He will not judge you according to your sin. He will judge you according to His mercy. He will judge you according to the grace that is abundant and sufficient, that is complete for my life. Amen. I'm glad that I am in a place where somebody is in touch 
with who I am and where I am and what I am dealing with. Touched with all of my, of all things, my infirmities, my weaknesses, my frailties, my failure, my helplessness. When I am without strength, He is in touch with that part of my life. That is the most difficult concept for a preacher to convince people of because we can see God high and lifted up and we understand Him in His omniscience and we understand Him in His omnipotence but we cannot comprehend somebody who would descend down to my level. He would come down to where I am though He is who he is he became what I am that through that incarnation I could become what he is I could become what he has designed me to be somebody clap your hands to the Lord and give him a little praise right now hallelujah praise God you know it's one thing for a veterinarian to work on the dog and poor, please forgive the poor analogy. He can sympathize with that dog and he can care for that dog and he can do all the things that a vet does to help make that dog's life better. But he will never feel what that dog feels unless he becomes a dog. Now listen to me, as blasphemous as this may sound to some, there was no power in heaven which could enable him to put himself in my place until the incarnation. Because he became flesh. He felt the weaknesses. He felt the desires. He felt the lust. He felt the hopes. He felt the fears. He felt all of the doubts. He faced all of those things in his earthly life. And because he faced it and he took it to a grave and he buried it there in his death, I can rise with him in a newness of life and I can live victorious because he knows me and he knows where I am. Today we have someone in this place who has been where we are and he has endured what we are enduring and he is here to help. You know, I always got aggravated at people when I was raising our kids that told me how to raise kids but never had any kids. You got to have some, really have some. I mean, birth them to really understand the frustrations and the pains and to know when they're hurting. It's amazing how a mother can sense when a child is not well. It is amazing that maternal instinct that is aware something's not right and they fall on their knees and they pray for their child there's some connection there 
And that's what I'm talking about today. In His incarnation, He made that connection to us that made it possible for us to believe. Though He is omnipotent, He is also able to dwell in a human vessel and suffer the things that I suffer so that He would know me and He would know how to help me and He would know what to do for me. I know that sounds a little blasphemous to some perhaps, but I'm telling you the truth is that in the incarnation when he became a man and he felt the limitations of this human body he suffered with us he did all the things that we are doing and going through right now so that he can say come come I understand where you are I know what you're feeling I know what you're facing come Come to my throne of grace to find help in your time of need. Hallelujah. Today we have someone. Oh, I'm glad we have somebody that's felt it and endured it. That he might be able to help me in my struggles to understand the heart of the bereaved. He has to have suffered some kind of loss. And he did. He stood at the grave of his friend Lazarus and the Bible said he wept. He knows where those tears come from that you can't stop. There is no end to them flowing out. That sense of loss, that sense of emptiness that comes, he's been there. And because he's been there, He knows how to minister to me in my time of need. To understand the desolation of loneliness, he would have to endure betrayal and abandonment of his friends. And so the Bible said they all forsook him and fled because he sounded the depth of human sorrow he is able to identify with the sufferer he could sympathize with the poor because the scripture said he became poor that I might become rich he can sympathize with the weary and the heavy laden because he has been tired and he sat down He can sympathize with the misrepresented and the persecuted because he has been in that position. He was tried by fear. He was tried by mental perplexity. He was tried by the hard conflict of evil. He was tried by great spiritual depression that tried to come upon him in his hour of need. He is able to feel the utmost Sorrow for those who are in the depth of that place. The boundless compassion that flows out in this service today flows because He carried our sorrows and He bore our sins. The reason I feel a kinship in this place when I worship Him because I am not worshiping some high and lofty deity that is separated and holy. I am serving and worshiping a Master who has come and He has walked in human flesh and he has felt what I am feeling. Somebody say he knows where I am. What a flood of sympathy flows 
in this service today. I have felt it so powerfully in our worship. Every song. Thank you, Brother Clyde T., for allowing the Holy Ghost to lead you today. Oh, yes. I know some of you won't believe this, but while I was sitting at my desk at about 6 o'clock this morning, that song that they started came into my mind, and I started singing those words. He thought I was worth saving. He thought I was worth redeeming. He thought I was worthy of anything he had to do to buy me back from sin. And he did it. 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 For the weary and the wayward, for the hurting and the lost. He comes to say, I know where you are. He knew the depth and tension and the assaults of temptation. There is something God wants every one of you in this building to understand today. That we find it difficult to understand. That we could know him not only as our father, but we could know him as our brother in suffering. Oh. He knows. He is not an untouchable God. He is not an unapproachable God. When the Greeks and the Epicureans and the Jews, concept of God was fleshed out. The Jews thought he was holy and he was. But their word for holy meant he was different. He was not like them. He did, he could not fully understand them. And the Greeks and the Epicureans had the same kind of concept that God was some deity aloft and he had let man drift off in his own sin and failures and neglected him. But oh, today I have come to declare in this house this morning that there is nothing more true than this that he came he became my high priest so that he could show me a way to a throne of grace that I could find help in my time of trouble I am hurrying to a close because he has been where I am he knows how to comfort me in my tears what we do When we come to God, is simply allow Him the opportunity to do what He has only wanted to do. We do not come to a God that is incapable of understanding. That is so amazing to me. I know a lot of people in life, it's just beyond their ability to understand. Because they've never been there. They've never been there. There are people around you today that you could tell them your sorrows and they would say, oh, I am so sorry. But that would be as far as they could go. But I am telling you there's one whose hand is reaching out in this place right now and it lays heavy upon your heart and it comes with this simple message. I know where you are. I know what you're going through. I know where those tears come from. I know where those fears originate. I know where those feelings come from. I know, I know. Oh yes, when he wrapped himself in flesh and became a man, he entered my world. My hurts, my needs, my pain, my losses, my limitations, my weaknesses, my suffering, my loneliness, even death. He came so that I could come near to him.
Oh, oh, oh. He came that I could come near to Him. Oh, yes, He came and He has come this morning so that I would know that He cares. These are the things that the Lord spoke into my spirit last night. And I close with these. He knows who you are. He knows who you are. He knows the worst of you. The part that you hide from all your friends and your family. But he knows. He knows. He knows your individuality. He knows your idiosyncrasies. He knows your downsetting and your uprising. He knows even your thoughts afar off. He knows who you are. He knows who you are. Somebody in this building today feels like nobody knows who they are or where they are or what they're going through. And I come with this simple message from God. Yes, He knows. Not only does He know who you are, He knows where you are. He knows where you are. He knows what you are suffering. He knows what you are feeling. The anger, the bitterness, the resentment, the hurt, the pain. All of those things that come to a troubled mind when we are struggling with our limitation. That is the thing that we hate the most is our human limitations. We stumble when we should be walking with Him. We fall when we should be standing for Him. We are failures when we should be successful and vibrant in our faith. But we cannot get through the maze of life that is facing us and we become angry and resentful and we hate our situation and we don't want to be where we are. He knows where you are today. He knows where you are. He knows the darkness that surrounds you right now. He knows the darkness. Not only does He know what you, who you are and He knows where you are, He knows what you need. Amen. Your emptiness, your futility in searching your failures, your feelings of inadequacy, your feelings that I don't matter. He knows what you need. And he simply says, come. I have made a place for you. I have created a place for you to come. Come boldly. Come freely. Come courageously. Hallelujah. You see, some of us have the misunderstanding about who God is and what He wants to do in our lives because we think of God in our human limitations. Why would God want to touch me? Why would God love me? Why would the eternal God care who I am or where I am or what I'm going through? How could He understand 
all of the things that are going on in my life. What makes me think I have the right to call upon Him? What makes me think I have the right to bring my needs before Him and say they are too great for me? What makes me think that I can do that? I'll tell you what makes me think I can do that because I have not a high priest that cannot be touched, that cannot be moved by my frailties, by my weaknesses, by my failures. And he has provided a place for me to come. Somebody stand with me right now and reach over and take the hand of the person beside you. And I want you to pray for them right now that they would understand that God knows where you are. He knows who you are. The message has been clear today. He thought you were worth saving. He thought you were worth dying for. He created you a new creature. Oh yes, He did. He designed a greater purpose for your life. He turns your failure into success. He turns your failures into victories. He takes your missteps and guides them back into the right place and puts you in the right direction. He invites you to come the weary and the torn, the fearful and the alone, the hurting and the lost. Not a place of condemnation, not a place of guilt, but a place of grace. A place of grace. A place of grace. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. No matter my failures, no matter my mistakes, no matter my sins, no matter my anger, no matter my feelings, He has made a promise to me. He has given a word to me. There is a place, a throne of grace that I can come. He is in touch with me in my temptation. He is in touch with me in my sorrows. He is in touch with me in my fears. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Oh, yes, Lord. Because He has been where I am. That is why it's easy for Him to forgive me. <laughs> oh, yes. Yes, yes, yes. Somebody needs to allow the grace that is in this place to embrace you in its arms and draw you into its care. And what you will find is mercy. What you will find is mercy and grace to help you in your time. Come on right now. Grace. 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 Oh, one that is capable of knowing. One that is aware of where I am. Surrender. 
Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Listen to me. Because He has been where you are. That's why it's easy for Him to forgive you. Because He has felt your weakness. He has felt your limitation. And because He has felt your sorrows. He has no trouble forgiving you of your sin. He has no trouble redeeming you from unrighteousness. Oh, yes, call upon Him right now. All over this building, call upon Him right now. Make an altar where you are right now. Know that God is there. God is there. God is where you are. I wish you would turn and pray with somebody right now. Go ahead and lay your hand on them and pray with them. God, help them to understand who you are. And what you're in this place to do. What you're in this house to do. I love you, 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 I love you. Oh, I love you, I love you, I love you, I love you. Oh, I love you, I love you. Come on right now. Let Him do that work of grace in your life. Let Him do that work of mercy. Oh, yes, Lord. Hallelujah.